Tai Show, where everyday topics and everyday people come together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the beautiful Butterfly Show with your host, Bianca Fly.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Uh, this evening, you guys, we are going to have special guests, Asanta, um, the artist on, you guys, and we're going to be talking about her book entitled Five Things You Need to Know If You're a Girl. Um, so we are <clears throat> excited to have her a part of our segment tonight. You guys, we know we like to uh, showcase our young entrepreneurs over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, and so we're going to bring her in, you guys. Asanta, are you there? Yes. Hi, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you? Great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. And, of course, tonight we want to talk about your book a little bit tonight. And so for the folks out here, um, tell them a little bit about yourself. What do you enjoy doing? Can you please say the question again? Yes, um, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. What do you? What are some things that you enjoy doing? What are some hobbies you like to do? Some things that I enjoy doing as a 10-year-old author is writing. I love to dance. Mm-hmm. And I like to be funny. <laughs> awesome. And so what um, made you decide that you wanted to write a book? Well, what made me decide to write a book was my mother, no, what made me inspired to write a book was I love writing. It's a great Mm -hmm. thing to do. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell other girls about what I've been through in my experience and how they can also handle things like what I, well, how they can also handle things, mm-hmm. also what I've been through. Awesome, awesome. And um, in, in writing this book, and the name of the book is Five Things uh, You Need to Know If You're a Girl. So um, what is the, the first thing? What is, what is the first thing in that list that we need to know uh, if we're, we are a girl? You said what is the first thing? What's in one of your chapters? Oh, be yourself. One of my chapters was. Be yourself. Yeah, that was one of them. Awesome. And so, for you, how important is it um, to be yourself? How important have you learned uh, it is to just be who you are? How important I've learned to be myself is by not following what other people do and mm-hmm. by by following my own lead and not acting like other people and not fitting right. into the group when you just want to be popular and be mean and stuff sometimes. Right, right. And, and do you feel like a, a lot of kids your age have a hard time um, trying to fit in and, and trying to be themselves without trying to, you know, be popular or, you know, be that, that mean mean kid, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so for you, uh, you talked about some things that you, you've been through. So for the, 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 the kids out here who may be listening and the parents, what are what are some stuff that – you've been through and you had to learn to work through that well what I've also has been through is I have to 
I have like what I have to what I can work through and it's very hard for mm-hmm. me is I hear gunshots most of the time, almost like every night and I wow. have violence around here and it mm-hmm. terror it that it doesn't feel like a safe place. Right. And I right. but I can but I can deal with that stuff and get through it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And has your your mom also been able to help you get through uh those moments of, of living in, in that type of, of neighborhood? Yes, she has. Good, good, good. And uh mom, are you are you there with us? I am here. Hi. Hi, welcome. And uh, for you guys who may not know, this is uh Anita Harper, her um her daughter, uh, actually, um, who has wrote this phenomenal book. And so uh, I just want to get some, share some information um, with the listeners from you. And so uh, what was that moment like when you discovered that um, your daughter uh, wanted to write her very own book? <laughs> well, actually, what how it went was this summer, because I have four children, I mm-hmm. had told all of them they needed to think of a product that okay. they could um, sell and right. do a, something they were interested in. Right. And um, so the first stop was I mentioned you could do a book because since that's what I do. I said you could do a book. And so my right. daughter, um, my, my other son, actually, my 8-year-old son was actually the one who completed his, but it was illustrated. And so okay. um, he completed his first. So he has one coming also. But my daughter, awesome. she she writes a lot. So, so like, for any of the yeah. parents even listening, so one of the things she does is if I'm going to the grocery store, even though I make a list, she always makes lists. Um, okay. She sits in a room, and she may write down for me which shows are coming on which days. And so, like, that's a sign for me that, she enjoys writing, even though it may be things that right. um, she may even, even sometimes she likes TV. So she even sometimes writes down the summaries of the shows that she saw. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so, awesome. um, so I actually typed it up for her. It's pretty short. It's 28 pages. Um, right. But I wanted her to speak to her experiences as a ten-year-old girl. So, um, right. Um, I'm, I'm excited of whatever they're interested in. Um, right. Absolutely. 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 And, and especially um, to to get that perspective, you know, from a young person, because oftentimes we we have no idea on how they perceive the world. You know, we we know right. how we look at things and right. how we perceive the world, but to get the perspective, right. you know, of a 10-year-old and kind of, you know, see right. things um, through their eyes and so to speak. And so, um, right. you know, and, and going through that, and so some of the things that she taught and one of the things that she mentioned um, a little while ago, you know, right. was the importance. Um, she learned the importance of, of, of being herself. You know, and, yeah. and that right there is a thing that we see so many of our youth struggle with, especially the day's time. Right. You know, bullying is at an all-time right. high um, in schools, in the neighborhoods, and so people are always, um, you know, dealing with that and learning how to uh, deal with that with their children and so forth. And so yeah. for you, 
for the parents out here listening, how do you go right. about, you know, helping, helping your child right. to discover that uh, of, of being who they are? And, you know, because some right. kids, you know, I, I have a nephew who <laughs> they call him uh, a bookworm because he loves to read, yeah. you know, he, yeah. whatever, you know, he just loves to read. And so right. in school, a lot of the kids would make fun of him because they're like, you're always reading. Right. And so right. eventually, you know, we had to work with him to let him know it's okay to be who okay, you are. It's okay right. to, you know, be in your own element. So how do you, right. you know, what advice do you offer the parents out here on yeah. helping their kids through that process? Right. That's a good question. So so my background is social work. I, my oldest is 13 right. and my youngest is three. And so even before this book, my children, well, she'll talk about in a little bit, my children, not the three-year-olds, but they've experienced bullying in their schools right. at different times. And so right. one of the things that I used to do, even with where we lived before, a lot of the kids, where we lived for five years prior, a lot of the kids, before they would catch the bus, would come into my um, space where we lived, and whatever we had, we'd share it in the morning before they got on the bus. And it was public mm-hmm. housing. So, so it, whatever they would all like file into where I was because I was right by the bus bus stop, and it would be like right. five ten minutes. Some of the kids needed their hair brush. Some of the kids, you know, had crust to run out. Some of the kids were dirty. So you would just for myself, what I would do was I would take that opportunity, and this is going to lead mm-hmm. into your question. I would take that opportunity for the time I had them in my space to right. share and work through. Hey, you guys, if you're being bullied on the bus, what do you do? And and, mm-hmm, and so what mm-hmm. they would do is they actually, and my children also, I had taught them how to advocate for themselves. So mm-hmm. they know the steps and rules because I taught them and we role play. So for any parents listening, I didn't just say it. We literally sat and role played, and that's what I did with the kids in my community too. Okay, so this happens. Let's right. go. What do you say and what do you do? Now, right. you know, it's not a utopia. So some of the kids that were in – my place were also bullied. And I did have incidents where they would come in in the morning and this one particular young man um, who had a lot of challenges, he he would pick on a lot of the kids, including mine. Mm-hmm. And so um, wow. even still, we would just, it was a very small community. I would just reiterate to the kids and him what was accepted was not and go, okay, now what do we do in this instance, blah, blah, blah. So I think right. a lot of times, whether it's knowing our rights with teaching our kids their rights with the police, whether it's right. um, uh, you know how to manage that ten dollar allowance you get each week, we, right. we're we're able to hands on life skills teach our kids how to navigate right. through what's later on going to be the same thing in life: money, Absolutely. relationships, conflict. Right. So, so right. For me, it was like. Oh yeah, this is what I love. Sure, but um, the reality is, my kids have been bullied. I did have to take it to um, higher levels each time. Each time was different, and sometimes some of the teachers, when my kids advocated for themselves, because we got a certain process. Um, mm-hmm. Once they advocated for themselves, some of those teachers handled it immediately, and it didn't happen again. And then other times. It was more extreme, and I had to one for one of my children. I had to go to the highest level of the superintendent, and um, and we even had to go to the school board where my kids also spoke. I spoke, but they so 
they've seen me advocate because of things I do, and I taught them. I basically taught them. Wow, wow. And and that's one of the things I think that a lot of times, um, you know, parents, uh, we don't always, you know, sit down and have those discussions with our kids because, um, a lot of times it, it, it would surprise us, and I'm pretty sure with you, Benny, in social work, it's, it's not mm-hmm. it's not too much that doesn't surprise you yeah. um, on yeah. how much parents don't know about what's going on with their kids, you know, and yeah. and seeing them every day and not having a clue to as to what they endure. And so, um, yeah. I wanted um, to to ask your daughter, um, yeah. and I want to make sure I'm saying her name correctly. Asantawa, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, yes. And okay. She can, and she awesome. Awesome. And yeah. so, to a okay. Yes. Uh, when it comes to um, dealing with bullying, how do you deal with bullying that ha- may happen in school or in your neighborhood? How I deal with bullying is first, I would used to tell my mother and not tell my teachers and not speak up for myself but I've learned mm-hmm. my lesson about bullying and mm-hmm. I don't get and I know now that I don't get back with friends who bully me and then they want to start right. all over and so now what I do when somebody tries to bully me I either ignore them or mm-hmm. I go to a teacher that will handle it so it can be done, and and then I'll say, stop, can you please tell him or her to stop messing with me, and right. they'll figure something out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so for you um, in, in writing this book, um, tell us another, uh, tell us the, the second chapter that you talk about um, in this book. Another chapter is Be Happy. Um, be happy. Awesome. And so, tell us a little bit about what what does it mean for you, um, personally to to be happy. What it means to be happy to me is it means me enjoying myself. It means me mm-hmm. do means to me doing what I love. It it means. It means to have fun on something I like. It means a lot of stuff because whatever that make me that makes me happy is very wonderful and great. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and so for Anita, for you and, as well. Oh, go ahead. Huh? So go ahead. Oh, and, I was um, gonna ask your um. Go ahead. And then the last, and it was another thing. And all girls should always do what they want. Mhm. Do you and feel that? Do you feel that sometimes girls are made to feel that they can't do certain things, and that because um, maybe that certain thing only boys can do? So you, you think that people sometimes make it seem that girls can't do stuff that guys that boys can do? Um, so I think that girls can do anything they love to do, what they enjoy to do, and just because a boy is stronger than them does not mean they can do what the boy can do. 
Absolutely. 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 And uh what's um what's the, the third thing in your book? Let's see. Be respectful. Be respectful. And so how have um and how important is it uh to be respectful uh to the people around you and to those that you meet? So it's important to be respectful to other it's important to be respectful to people because you may not like what they want and you may something mean and that may hurt their feelings and that's not being respectful mm-hmm. about what they like and you also should right. be respectful by respecting your parents and by what they are saying to you because mm-hmm. if you don't you're not going to get all the way through life right right Absolutely, absolutely, and and I think um, you think a lot of kids have to learn to respect their parents because some kids think that their parents are being hard on them, but they're actually trying to help them uh, make yeah. the best decisions. Mhm. Absolutely, absolutely, and so uh, for you, uh, Nisa, in, in in talking with her um, and other mm-hmm. youth. Um, about mm-hmm. uh, because now we we live in a, a day and time where uh, body image is huge. You know, everybody yeah. has this great influence on you know what you look like, how your hair yeah. is, and and you know all these different things. So for you, right. uh, raising a, a young black girl um, right. in 2017 in this world, um, how right. do you have that conversation with her? Mm-hmm. Um, um, about mm-hmm. you know body image and, and your appearance mm-hmm. and, and all of those things. That's a good question. Also, so what what I've done, um, I've spent some years. I'm 42 now. I've spent some years trying to figure out who is Nisa backtracking, and I've done that for over a decade now. I mean, serious right. trying to study self and continually, really, really studying how I feel about myself. Why I feel that way? Where did that come from? What's the root? Mm -hmm. But that's my nature. But I've I've really spent some time with myself, and so because of that, I realized certain things about myself. So, so one of the things that I realized, even in the work I've done throughout the years, a woman, black woman, any color, actually, teaches her daughter if she's raising her child. That's you know that's ideal. But in this day and age, woman, grandma. You know, foster mom wouldn't ask her, but a woman right. teaches her daughter how she feels about herself based on that daughter is right there staring. When the mom looks in the mirror, any color, when she looks in the mirror and she constantly says this to herself out loud, oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh, let me go mm. get on this scale. Oh, I'm going yeah. to get on it. I, I, I got to lose this weight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to diet. Oh, it's yeah. Christmas time. Don't let me eat too much. What I realized about myself was that I didn't have a healthy body image prior. Now, mm. I was thin, but I didn't have a healthy yeah. body. No, no one would have known other than my girlfriend because I also right. wasn't voicing it. So if you would have looked at me or heard me talk, I appeared confident, which I was on one level. But if you right. listen to what I said about my body at that time, there right. was not a healthy body image. So what I did... Um, that I passed on to my daughter is one, 
I stopped buying scales over over ten years ago. Um, wow. And that was for me. So I would not consciously jump on a scale and see how much do I weigh. I also mm. realized um, I've always been an athlete, but I also realized that um, a lot of the magazines I was buying that I loved to buy at that time years ago, like Cosmo, Essence, and I grew up on Essence. Um, I grew up on Essence and Ebony. I realized for me that what I saw the majority of time was not what I wanted to see per se. So what I saw most of the time from my perception of Essence and Cosmo and things were magazines that were geared for women empowerment but focused a lot on do I have the right guy? Am I married? When am I going to get married? Right, Um, right, right, right. And losing weight. So what I decided Mm -hmm. years ago, I actually had an Essence subscription. I canceled it. And... um, Mm -hmm. Until I said, well, because it's Essence. Like, I grew up on Essence, so it was like, okay, it's not forever until I see that their content picks up around a whole woman. <laughs> woman. Right. Yeah. So, right. so, but I I teach her the same thing. So my daughter's a little thicker than me. She's not shaped exactly like I am. She's fairer right. than me. And I'm, I'm mentioning the skin color thing also because what I realized when I had her um, and that she's growing now, she's very developed. People think she's older than she is. And so right. what I, I've heard her say, Mom, you need to lose weight. All right, your stomach, right? So mm-hmm. I can honestly say that. I've had four kids. Um, um, but I always tell her, well, you didn't hear me say that. So right. let me tell you something. And I say, this, I say almost the exact same. Let me tell you something. You don't have to talk about another woman's body, if, even if you don't like it. If she's okay right. with that and she didn't bring it to you, baby, then she's okay with it. And I said, but what's more important? <laughs> but what I try to teach her, what's more important is, are you okay with your body? Right, And right, what I've had right. her do a few times is in her underwear, I've had her stand in front of the mirror, the same thing I've done for myself, and I said, look at right. yourself. And she didn't really look. And I said, you go ahead and tell yourself, I'm beautiful just as I am. So she would say it mm-hmm. like a 10-year-old, uh, you know, and girls who are 10 are starting to feel themselves. So she, she'll she say like a 10-year-old, I'm beautiful the way I am, like that. <laughs> right, right. And it's not that this is a magical world that's going to click for her right now. Mm-hmm, but I'm instilling mm-hmm. these seeds that, and what I tell her, even when we're watching TV, you know what she's saying, she's a little bit larger, but you know what, that's okay. If that lady is fine, so when we, watch, when we look at things, we talk about Rihanna, things like that. It's, it's, right. it's fine for those women. We talk about, um, she likes to show Mike and Molly. Have you ever right. seen that show? I have, yes. So I don't take to the, the comedic style of it. But one of the things that I said to her, we had a conversation. I invoke a lot of conversations with my kids about real life things. And so I said to her, I said, do you know one of the reasons why they wanted to take the show off the air? I said, you like it? A lot of people loved it, too. But one of the reasons they wanted to take this off the air is because they felt as though they were representing an unhealthy body. They were too big. Right. And, right. and so I didn't I didn't draw from, you know, 1920 to talk about what's going, you know, her body image from today. That's not going to connect to her. So for any right. parent, even listeners, when she and I talk about Nicki Minaj, I say, I think Nicki Minaj has a beautiful body. 
So my daughter's like, yeah, I think so too. I said, but you're going to find in life, you're going to see a lot of people talk about her. Well, Absolutely. mom, did she get injections? I said, probably. I said, but guess what? It's her body, and, and, and I've taught you that women can do what they want with their body. And right. so right. Um, I'm not reaching for my her great-grandmother, you know, like, but I do tell her also, you come from on both sides of your family. You come from women who have breasts and hips. Right. And, and right. so this is something, and you and I tell her, you have Africa. We, so we don't say it, but we say that African. And that's what we're talking about with our brother. She's like, oh, Lord. And I'm like, you're not going to get rid of your African. It's going to stay. And um, I got that actually from one of my girlfriends. So she and her daughter, her teen daughter, they communicate that way. I got that from her and uh, with the African piece. I said, it's going to stay. I said, and you're going to love it at one point in your life. And you're going to be like, whew, I'm glad I have this. And um, <laughs> Yeah. So just to answer your question, I just talk about what's real. And, I, and we, we have certain words we don't use in my house. And we haven't used them for right. diet. We don't use diet. We don't use fat. Have my kids mm-hmm. said them, those words before? Fat? Yes, they have. But we right. don't we don't use certain words in here. We don't use nigga. We don't use certain things. Right. And, and I think you know it's so important. It goes back to you when you were talking about Essence magazine. I can remember, uh, man, my mom was a avid subscriber of yes. Essence and an avid subscriber yes. of Jet magazine. Yes. And Jet right. Magazine, I loved looking at it, but they had the section uh-huh. in there, the beauty of the month. Uh-huh. <laughs> so every yeah. time I saw the beauty of the month, I thought, yeah. as and I don't know how old I was at the time, but I was yeah. like, wow. So I have to have this flat yeah. stomach, the boobs, right. the you know, yeah. all, <laughs> all yeah. these different things. And so, um, and that yeah. definitely made me remember, like thinking, like growing up, like, oh, okay, yeah. in order, you know, this yeah. this represents beauty, you know, not knowing yeah. that yeah. It, it definitely did not represent beauty for me. Um, right, but it's, right. it's those type of things, and that's kind of what our kids are experiencing now when they see things, you know, right. the internet and, and social media yeah. and the news and all those different things, and it and it makes a difference yeah. when the parents, you know, can have that one-on-one experience. So I, I'm definitely yeah. um, in agreement with that. And so yeah. uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come okay. back, and we're going to allow um, Asantawa to finish up um, her last uh, two things um, in her book okay. uh, entitled Five Things You Need to Know If You're a Girl, You Guys. So we're going to be right back with more Asantawa, the artist, right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everyone. It's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights. 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio networks, YRN 1328.
What do you get when you fuse together a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly, a man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we are joined by author Asante Wanda, the artist, you guys, and we're talking about her book entitled uh, The Five Things You Need to Know If You Are a Girl. And so, uh, Asante uh give us number four um, in, the cha- in the book. Number four is – did I already mention be nice? Yes. Number four is be Supergirl. Be Supergirl. So what does that mean to be Supergirl? What it means to be Supergirl is to do what you love to to show other people that mm-hmm. whatever you like to do is not their choice. What is not mm-hmm. their choice is like not their choice to choose what you should do right. in life. Right. And how some things that I can be school supergirl is learning from my mistakes, learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like. I sometimes speak up for well, most sometimes speak up for people. Okay. And I help out a lot, and mm-hmm. I make sure I'm okay with that with myself. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And what is uh, number five? Go ahead. <laughs> she does not have her book in front of her, and she's saying, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> it's <not real. laughs> no, 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 and, and she should know that. I, I, that's just the honest, the truth of it. That's why it was silent, because and that's why I'm laughing. Like, okay, and she's motioning for me to tell her. And one of the things that I teach her for any parent listening. 
that's her responsibility to know her product. <laughs> right, right. So Good business entrepreneur <laughs> coaching. Yes, I could have given it to her, but then she won't learn right. a lesson from me. Right. So, Absolutely. but she can talk more more in depth from um and you know, I'm just I'm just real life with everything. And so, um she could talk more in depth though about some of the examples. I know what I'd like to hear her talk about. Mm-hmm. Even if any young girls are listening, even the chapter she said about be respectful, she talks about how she has been disrespectful and how right. she can learn from that. So, right. Um, and so, uh, Asante, well, how do you handle being disrespected? Because sometimes when we are disrespected, even as adults, we get mad, we get angry, we might even say some things that we, you know, don't necessarily mean to say, but we say it out of anger. And so, how do you, uh, how have you handled or um, you know, being disrespected. What did you, what did it make you feel like when you were disrespected? You said when I was. Uh huh. Um, but it makes me feel like when I'm disrespectful, disrespected is it makes me feel mad, angry. Right. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I just am in, in my bad feeling emotions. It makes me. It makes me turn off my good side of the part, and it it also makes me feeling like I just I just want to do something to you because of what you did or what you said or what you did to something or someone. Right, right, right. And so, what do you do now uh, when someone does disrespect you? What I do is. When someone disrespects me, I will tell my mom or I will handle it myself or mm-hmm. I'll just ignore that person because then they're just literally talking to themselves. Right, right, absolutely. And, and, and Nisa, I wanted to ask you from a parent's perspective um, mm-hmm. because I, I'm learning as well. I mean, me having a three-year-old, and, and, and yeah. I've noticed um, um, even uh, we went to the park um, and and seeing how young personalities begin, you yeah. know, and yeah. you have to instantly kind of, I don't know, I, I guess the, I guess my question would be, as parents, when do you decide yeah. uh, when you should step in or when you should allow your children to work out issues for themselves? Uh, and, and what right. I mean by that is for my daughter, you know, she's at the playground and she's wanting yeah. to play with other kids. And some of those kids yeah. aren't as uh, acceptable to that, you know. They're not maybe yeah. not as yeah. friendly and, and engaging yeah. as she is. So my thought is, yeah. you know, well, don't play with them. You know, we'll, we'll go right. we'll go play somewhere else. But I know eventually, you know, especially yeah. with school, and she will yeah. have to learn how to gauge and handle these situations for herself. So when do we yeah. as parents learn to step in versus just, yeah, all right, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to see how see how my kid handles the situation. Right. Right. I think that um, my experience, I have four children, and um, right. um, even when I was coming up, I had responsibility of my little brother. He's 10 years younger than me. I had responsibility of him a lot, and I also, my sister was a teen mom, so I had responsibility even though I didn't want it when I was a teenager of having children or her children around me. Right. And so right. um, she's just two years older than me, and so 
I've been around kids a while, even before I had them. I vowed to never have kids, by the way, because my sister was a teen mom. And then right. I was like, oh. And then when I changed my mind, I was like, I want six kids. But <laughs> one of the things that, yeah, I went from two extreme opposites. But one of the things that I've noticed is, you know what, I decided a long time ago, yeah. I'm going to, me- you know what, I'm not going to get it right. I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to know everything. And I tell right. my kids this. I'm like, look, at some point, you guys are probably going to be on a therapist chair, and you guys are going to have to work out your own things that you felt as though right. your mom or dad didn't. I tell them this all the time. They roll their eyes. Um, it feel <laughs> as though we did make the best decision. I said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep right. telling you, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm doing what I think is best for you at this time. Right. But you know what? Right. Years from now, I may look at this. I'm still alive. 20 years from now, I may look at that and say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you did that. That was foolish, Nisa. Right. So so I think um, even with my kids, there hasn't really been, um, I'm sure, I'm sure just by my nature, I've probably stepped in at times, even when they're arguing with each other, when I should have let them work it out. But I do practice, even with my kids, my with them being siblings, okay, you guys figure that out. Figure it out, mm-hmm, or you're going to mm-hmm. get your phone taken away. Not just saying figure right. it out. Well, I'm going to take your phone for the rest of the day if you don't figure it out yourself. Or mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. do it. My mother used to make my sister and I hug or, like, look at each other, which is irritating. And so um, online, one other parent had said they were good. They made their kids wear the same T-shirt when they were fighting. Just until they, like, started laughing together, they had to squeeze into this one T-shirt together. Right, so, right. So, um, you know, everybody's not going to be nice to our kids. And the truth is, of the matter is, our kids are not going to be nice to everybody. Right. And so, right. Um, but it's just like there is no sometimes we feel like we got to step in. And you know what? At that time, that's the time we feel like we got to step in. And sometimes we may right. go overboard. We're not realizing it at that time. But that's what we feel as though we have to do. So I, I guess kind of like. There is no right time to know, you know what I mean? Because we're really just going at right. it, trying to figure stuff out, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing. I think that um, a lot of times um, parents, you know, um, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because yeah. we don't want our kids to go through a lot of the things that we've been through. But at the same time, yeah. um, we, we want them to, to pick up those those learning lessons and those valuable yeah. tools yeah. that they can carry with them. And as you mentioned earlier yeah. in the show, because that's what comes on in adulthood. You have to learn to deal yeah. with confrontation. You have to learn to yeah. deal with people who, you know, you might be in the greatest mood and, and they're not, you know, and so, yeah. you know, you just have to, the things that you have to deal with. So, um, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, it's great to, you know, set it up to where your kids can come to you and have those yeah. conversations about, you know, how they feel yeah. and, and what they're going yeah. through, um, and, and which is much yeah. needed. I think a lot of times um, people nowadays are so caught up and busy doing yeah. You know, so many right. things that a lot of times the conversation between parents and children aren't yeah. happening, you know, as yeah. they should be. And then that causes issues at home, that causes issues at school right. and, and all those things. And it kind of just trickles down to, you know, being one kind of one big catastrophic blow up um, right. in the end. And so um, for you, right. um, you know, going through this and, and so forth, and I think it's it's a valuable thing yeah. to set up that type of structure 
you know, with your kids, like you said, you know, um, allowing them uh, to have those moments, you know, to where they right. handle situations on themselves. Because, you know, you know you're not going to always be around and you're not going to always be there, right. you know, at the instant when things happen. So they have to learn That's to, right. you know, stand up for themselves in the process. And so, um, right. Asanto, uh, uh, when it um, comes to your book, um what message um, overall do you want to send out to all of the people who may read your book? So the message I want to give out to all the people is mm-hmm. absolutely first, do what you love. Don't make anybody change what you do to love. And, and my book is on Amazon, and it's called Five things you should know if you're a girl. And my name is Assange, the artist. And another message I want to do is you can learn from me. And if you're um, a, a girl or an adult listening right now, mm-hmm. um, you can learn from me by if you have the same problems I have where I hear violence, gunshots almost like every night, you can mm-hmm. read my book to see how you can handle those things. Awesome, 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 awesome. And, um, Anissa, Anissa, I definitely wanted to to discuss that part a little bit about um, the environment because what we hear um, a lot is so many kids growing up uh, in their environment um, as – Asanto talks about, you know, you're hearing the gunshots, you're constantly hearing the police and the ambulance and all those different things. How do you, right. uh, you know, what kind of comp- because and, and I've learned in my experience yeah. in, in working with kids in mental health is that um, yeah. a lot of times, sometimes those type of uh, situations make kids very anxious. You know, they're very yeah, anxious, they're very on guard and so forth. And so yeah. how do you kind of create that, you know, that wusa, mm-hmm. you know, that, that peace, yeah. that calm, that serenity right. um, in your kids and in your household right. with, with those kind of things happening outside of you guys' door? Right. And, and, and that's a good question. And so, mm-hmm. uh, again, my background is in social work. So my mom was a social right. worker also. Um, right. she had four, we have four kids also, she had four kids also, but I did not grow. So, so this is, this has also been a challenge for me. I didn't grow right. up in a neighborhood, um, mm-hmm. where I can hear gunshots and like all these ambulances. And so I'm going to bring this uh-huh. back to what you said and I'm 42. And so now right. I did, you know, even I mentioned it in my first book, I did place myself in certain environments in D.C. that were like where we live now, which is Washington, D.C. But I didn't grow up, you know, like waking up to the ambulance or like, why is the police outside again? So what it is, for any parent that's listening or even any educator or social worker that works with kids in an urban environment, teachers um, that may be listening, it's traumatic. It's traumatic for the the parent. But I have a sanctuary Mm. in my home. So no matter where I move, but that's inside the home. So what right, happens is right. you're living amongst people who look like you. And we're talking right now, we're going to talk about the little people, little people mm-hmm. who are brown just like you. And mm-hmm. you see, even looking out your window, even interacting with them, they're outside 24 right. 7. They're right. looking like nobody cares for them, but somebody does. But, you know, they're looking like 
I'm in it to win it. I'm just here. I woke up. I came out. That's what. So, so, so you may have a sanctuary inside your home, right? But when you look around you and and who your kids go to school with, not everyone, but who your kids go to school with, where my kids are seeing things in this environment, like chairs being thrown across the room, um, mm-hmm. you know, teachers cussing a kid. Like, okay, so my kids didn't grow up with this either. We've been here now for about two years, so it's traumatic. There is anxiety. Right. Each of my kids process right. different. We actually right. coming home from school one day. Again, we live in D.C. We live in what is considered one of the most violent places in D.C., southeast. And so wow. we actually coming home from school, when I was picking them up, walking them from school, um, there was – we had an incident where there was a guy who literally – was running. I saw the guy run out of the alley in the other direction. Thank God he didn't mm-hmm. look back at us. Um, right. Cause I, he was that close to us. And then another guy came out staggering. He was he had been shot, and he came past oh me my and my gosh. kids. And he actually he wasn't talking well because he was losing bread, bread, um, blood. Right. But he said to me and my kids, "Don't go that way. They're shooting." So he actually mm. we were just. I saw the guy run, but around here it's like kind of like okay. You know, the back of my, right. you know, so, I knew something was wrong, but that happened so often around here. So so he actually directed us from continuing to go in that direction. Um, wow. I heard somebody get killed once. I didn't know they were killed until I, you know, like read it online. But I heard literally a block over one time the gunshots that were so close. Um, and, and, you know, I had to, I've had to teach my kids how to get down on the floor. And so for mm. my oldest son, he doesn't really have that anxiety about it. My eight-year-old has terrible anxiety. They've had lockdowns outside of their schools. Um, wow. And the other day, matter of fact, the other day when I was going to pick them up, God made it where as though I saw these people arguing. It was a female who approached these group of teenage guys. Um, oh, man. And I knew, like, I, I know that, you know, like, I know when something's about to pop off, and I'm not the type of person to stand there <laughs> right. Right. No, right. I have too much living to do unless I'm, it's my time. And so Absolutely. I saw how she approached him, and I saw the guy she beckoned to come to approach the crowd too, and I rolled out. And um, <laughs> and it literally, as soon as I got around the corner to my kid's school, you saw the gunshots, you saw the young boys run in one direction. Mm. And then, um, so there's a lot of violence in this area. Of course, right. there's still hope, there's still beauty, there's still families. Right. But what parents can do, it's trauma, it's stress. And what parents right. can do is you got to talk to your kids. I mean, you got right. you got to process with them. You don't have to be a social right. worker or a counselor to sit right. down and kumbaya Absolutely. and be like, look, I know we live Absolutely. here, but let me tell you, this is not normal. This right. is not how your people normally live. But, when you, but you also got to bring it real to them. A lot of the kids that you see throwing things across the classroom and a lot of the kids you see fighting or choking each other out in the classroom, they're not mm-hmm. getting something at school or home. Right. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. not to say all parents because people are doing have a bad that job. you know, people have that image of mm-hmm. that because someone stays in a nice home versus mm-hmm. um, maybe public housing or, or whatever uh-huh. Uh-huh. is that, uh-huh. you know, there's some type of comparison that, oh, everything is peachy cream in this in this nice, fabulous house, but we all know different. You know, we know that what, different what? things take yeah. place in those environments as well. And I mean, I think that that's the, the downfall yeah. of it all is that we've given um, our kids the impression that 
people who live a different life and what seems to be right, a better right. life than what we're living uh, somehow right. don't go through things and they don't have any issues, uh, which right. is, is quite the opposite, you know. And so, like you said, just yeah. having that realistic um, conversation with your kids that take place. And I think that's the thing. I think a lot of times yeah. people don't always want to have that real, you know, just that real open and raw conversation with yeah. their kids about, you know, what's going on. And I, and I think yeah. it kind of hinders a lot of kids because then they don't know how to handle that situation. They don't know, you know, how yeah. to, to look at it. So yeah. I definitely um in an agreement with, you know, having those type of conversations yeah. and, um, uh, I am. Uh, I, I am. I, I'm very impressed uh, by Asantua, a very uh, inspiring young lady. And so, Asantua, I want to tell you, uh, thank you so much for coming and talking on the show this evening. I, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your sh- um, your your show, and and thank you for interviewing me. Absolutely. And what is um what is one piece of advice you want to give uh to the young girls um out here listening tonight? So one of advice of a piece I wanna give to girls that are listening to me on the radio or somewhere else is that <laughs> always follow your dreams. And don't let anyone stop you from what you love doing. Absolutely. 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 And, uh, uh, Nisa, uh, for you, uh, what are, what are some thoughts, um, that you want to share, uh, with the parents and, and educators yeah. and all the, the grown folks, um, listening yeah. to tonight's broadcast as well? Um, I want to say, I think one of the things that, I allow myself to do is to be human. I'm a mom of four, right. but I had an identity before I was a mom. That's just one piece mm-hmm. of NISA. And so for all the parents, whether they're single, whether they're married, um, whether the dad is around, whether it's a same-sex couple, it doesn't matter when you're a parent. For, for all right. the parents listening, I would say give yourself a break and recognize mm. you're doing the best you can with what you have. And what you know. But the catch is, as adults and even as children, we can always get better when we don't know something. Or, you know what, we think we're going one route and and it's not working. Guess what? We can try another route. We can ask another person. We can look online on Facebook and find a group to join. We don't have to be perfect, but we do have an obligation to, um, I think, honor ourselves, pat ourselves on the back, Mm -hmm. and recognize we're human. Absolutely. 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 Absolutely well said. And I, I think a lot of times that we forget that, you know, we, we want to strive for mm-hmm. those perfect lives and those lives of, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and we don't yeah. realize that there's going to be those moments where, like you, uh, you know, stated earlier in the show that we, we just don't get things right. But the, the lesson That's is right. that we learn from those and that we, yeah. you know, we take those lessons and we apply them and, and we keep it moving and so forth. And yeah. so, um, I, I definitely want to thank uh, both of you ladies for thank joining you. me tonight. And uh, once again, folks, uh, you can check out Five Things You Need to Know If You're a Girl by Asanta was the artist, um, available on Amazon as well. And so, um, Asantawa, do you um, think that you'll be writing any more um, books in the future? 
Well, not right now, but I hope I will. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely uh, look forward to to seeing more uh, from you. And uh, Nisa, uh, absolutely phenomenal job uh, in uh, raising this absolutely wonderful young lady, very intelligent, and I can already tell she's definitely going to to make her own footprints um, around this world and it is going to be uh, a great thing. So I want to thank you ladies so much for, for joining me, me this evening, and you're always welcome to come back at any time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Ladies, have a, you're wonderful. Have a, a wonderful evening. You too. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Asanta, one the artist, you guys. She's the author of Five Things You Should Know If You're a Girl, available on Amazon.com. And so what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back with more. I'm going to let you know what you're in store for the rest of the week um, over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. When we come back, you guys, stay tuned.
Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this Thursday, you guys, coming up, uh, February 23rd, we got special guest Tamika Sims. She is going to be in the building, you guys. And we'll be talking about getting back the confidence that you let slip away. And so we're going to be talking about with women how a lot of times, you know, we go through different things in our life, and maybe it's marriage, maybe it's divorce, maybe it's going through singlehood, and we allow different great attributes that we carry to just slip away. And we're going to be talking about gaining all of that back and finding the confidence within. So we're going to be on with Tamika Sims. She is an author, writing coach, and founder of Self-Assured Women's Movement. So she's going to be joining us this Thursday day at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And, um, of course, make sure you guys continue to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're all over. Just Google us, and you can keep up with what's going on with the Beautiful Butterfly Show and more. So with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your evening, and I appreciate you guys so much for continuing um, to um, to tune into the show and support the show and all of the great things that we have going on. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and I'll see you guys Thursday, same time, same place. I am Bianca Fly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.
Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.